Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus Six Three HP uh, Reviews Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the guy with the pink headset, Chubox. Hello, is this Chubox? Yeah, you can call me Chubox or Daddy. We still haven't called him Daddy or Zaddy, but one of our other co-hosts and bestest best friends alongside with us as well is Raymond, a.k.a. RJ. Hey, everyone. Good to be here. And if this is the first time that you're on the channel, uh, welcome. Uh, this is Plus 6.3 HP, a stable of podcasts and shows where we have one, a review show where we discuss cool shows and just dive deep into them and discuss whether you should watch it too, when you should watch it and who you should watch it with. Uh, we also have a record recording of our very first uh, D&D campaign. Uh, so we've never been able to play it when we were kids. Now that we can, we are. Uh, we are very much enjoying our first, our first D&D campaign. And our last show is our React show where we react to cool new clips, content, featurettes of uh, upcoming movies, TV shows, video games, and other things that we are hyped about uh, um, watching, listening, or playing. Uh, if you have not yet we would love for you to subscribe just uh click that that subscribe button down there hit like put a comment click the bell so you know when our new shows are 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 dropping on our channel uh, if you want to launch us directly from your browser we are now at youtube.com slash plus six three hp we are also on social media tweet at us and tag us on instagram at plus six three hp uh, and we are definitely in one of your favorite uh, podcasting apps available around the globe. We particularly like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Uh, before we get into our shows this week and the stuff that we are going to watch next week, we are very happy to announce our very first batch of, of giveaway winners. So again, we are overwhelmed by the support that you have given us in the past couple of weeks. Uh, we crushed our first milestone so much so that we had to adjust a little bit our giveaway giving pace. So we didn't think that adoption will be that high, but uh, <clears throat> nevertheless, we are we are very very honored for you guys to just you know continue. Uh, supporting us and and hopefully that you guys are enjoying the content that we pump out so we want to announce our first batch of winners so again we had uh two winners of 25 dollar digital cash transfer so either venmo or paypal uh we will be sending G-cash. you 25 dollars or gcash uh 25 dollars worth Philippines, of yeah. your local currency um and the two winners are well, it's on the screen. <laughs> so, oh, it's there. <laughs> um, Manny Abileda, uh, one of our first 100 um, subscribers. He is also responsible for the amazing art in our D&D campaign. So thank you oh, very awesome. much, Manny, for subscribing. Congratulations. We promise you that this was semi semi-random like we didn't like pick our friends but uh the first uh pull that we got was manny congratulations we'll reach out to you to send you uh your uh digital cash prize and our second winner kind of funny best friend and consistent liker and reshare of our content i'm very happy that philip woodward philip j woodward has uh won Woo! our 
second $25 uh, digital cash prize. We Thank appreciate you. your support. Uh, we are also admirers of your work and we are happy that we are all in this fun community with the other kind of funny, kind of funny best friends. Amen. So now we go to the major, major first milestone prices. So initially we were saying that we we're going to do $63 or equivalent of your local currency for our for every hundredth subscriber. And we are. That's we're right. going to cap it to the first 500 <laughs> subscribers first because we didn't realize it was going to be that fast. We got uh, screwed gonna, in a good way. <laughs> we're, we got screwed in a good way. We're very happy for the adoption. And we, we thought that it was going to be like, oh, it'll take us what, a couple of more months to get you know another, another 100. 100. No, we jumped from 100 to 450 in just a three week. Hours. Three hours. Yeah, three over. It, Holy cow. From our from guys. our announcement to, to when it happened. So, you know, it was uh, the benefits of being aggregated, I guess. So we're very thankful for the support. Um, Thank you, guys. So we will have a new format of our, our, our raffle prices. And we will have consistent gifts to our supporters. And we will announce that soon. Um, but... To just gotcha. close out February's giveaway, we have our first four winners. Since we have 400 subscribers and 450 subscribers currently, um, our first winner, our hundredth, our hundredth subscriber is Mr. Tim Ramos. He's our friend, so we're Tim happy. Ramos. We're giving, yeah, we're happy. We're giving him uh, a little bit of scratch, but uh, <laughs> also. We didn't. We 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 didn't plan that. So congratulations on being our hundredth subscriber. Uh, we also have Unsane Twenty One Games as our two hundredth subscriber. Congratulations. Ooh, we don't know you, you but we ha we're happy to have you, and we hope to be your friend. Uh, reach out, Mr. Sean Sarapudin. Do does anybody know who Sean is? In uh, like, can research. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are our 300th subscriber, so you get uh, $63 as well from our group. But our 400th subscriber is Rohan. So Rohan, Rohan. Sean, Unsaint21 Games, and Tim, Manny, and Philip, you'll get messages from us in the next couple of days on how we can transfer your corresponding $25 or $63 cash, digital Yay. cash prize to your account. So congratulations, congratulations guys, and thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Jay, Trabox, uh, any uh, thanks to our, our, or congrats to our, our raffle winners? Oh, I'm just happy. Well, Congratulations uh, to everybody, to us also. It's a. Uh, oh, yeah, man. We've been working for this. You know, I mean, Cheers. we all do this for fun, but it's still uh, surprising and amazing. I mean, I was already happy when we hit 100, and then suddenly it's. I know. Four, so. Hopefully we can keep it up, keep going. Let's uh, hit another milestone. One thousand. One thousand is the next. Yeah. I must okay. say, I must say, um, we started this just because we wanted to hang out with one another. That was That's just an excuse to do it. While we're still doing, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the and we're still we're doing still the same doing. thing. <laughs> yeah, but now that we're counting subscribers, yeah, it's it's starting to feel like real. Like I never imagined myself to be a blogger. I just love doing this with you guys and. Thank you Amen. to all the subscribers for all the support and love. This really allows us to keep hanging out, you know, gives excuses to the wives. I mean, between me and Chewie <laughs> are married and to the other one who's trying to get one. So, by the way, if you're a subscriber and you're single and ideally a woman, Jong's available. Yes. 
Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, this has been super fun. But um, again, we're we're gonna continue to uh, announce our winners in uh, this week's episodes of our different shows. So we'll give you a couple of reminders about that. But enough about our cash prices. We'll have more. We'll have more giveaways every month. We're gonna think about a cool new gift for people that have been supporting yeah. our not channel only cash group. also. We're thinking not only stuff. cash, Maybe, we'll you know, have... like used briefs or something. I don't know if, <laughs> if kidding, we hit kidding. ten thousand subscribers, the dark saber is is oh, going to be one of the prizes. If if 10, we hit ten thousand subscribers, so. If if so, tell your friends. You never know; we might get it the next three hours. Together. Next three. <laughs> but it's it's still that in goodbye, box. buddy. Yeah, um, we'll, we will. We 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 aim to give uh, giveaways every month because you know we just again we're we're doing this for you guys. Like we're pretty okay ourselves. This is not our day job, but the idea of it is, you know, we want to grow a community of like-minded individuals that enjoy content and enjoy being. With friends present, so hopefully you guys will be our friends. Yeah. And if we guys. hit the hundred, hang out with us, man. Hundred K, I will give a PS Five. Right, win hundred K. I'll throw in an Xbox Series X as well. So oh, let's we do go. that. All right, um, yeah, we have a couple of years, but by, maybe by that and, time, or the P- PS R- whatever, whatever RJ's use briefs. And RJ's use briefs. So you get a PS. We're going to shoot a million Series subscribers. X. <laughs> and then, and then uh, okay uh yeah this enough about our our giveaways and our 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 goals for the next couple of months years uh this week we have uh, a very special episode not only are we going to continue on episode seven of the peacemaker the penultimate uh episode of the peacemaker on hbo max not only are we going to continue on discussing the next batch of Legend of Vox Machina episodes, episodes seven to nine, but we are also going to dive deep into the finale of the Book of Boba Fett, which is yes. great. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. And uh, without further ado, let's start with uh, the latest episode of Peacemaker. I'm going to turn it over to the handsomest person in our group, Raymond, a.k.a. RJ. Ah, thank you. Well, I'll try to put this and cut this into something really short, okay? So you're probably going to notice that the way we describe our reviews will be much shorter than how it used to be before, but it's because we're trying to allot more time for our discussions. So in a few sentences, episode seven, Peacemaker, stop dragging my heart around. So things that you learn here. One, we learned how Peacemaker's brother died. Mm-hmm. Two, the team found that Atibayo was a traitor who planted the diary in, in Peacemaker's trailer. Three, sorry, spoiler alert, <laughs> Mern dies at the, at the hands of the infective, infected Detective Hong. Um, Peacemaker fights his dad, finally, the White Dragon, and kills him. And last but not least, the team prepares to kill the cow. So that's, wow. that's what happens in a nutshell. So my favorite storyline here was really, really um, the battle with, of, between Peacemaker and his dad. It's long overdue in the previous episodes. I, mean, I like how it panned out. Obviously, the dad was out for vengeance. He was out to kill his son. Um, 
finds him by tracking his helmets because obviously he's the one who made it for Peacemaker mm-hmm. and eventually finds him. Um, uh, smartly enough, Peacemaker ties his helmet to a raccoon. <laughs> the raccoon starts drag- dragging the helmet around the freaking forest. And here you got, you know, if, if, if only they had a comedic background music, you know, like in cartoons when they start going in and out of doors. <laughs> That's what I felt it was, you know, you got the, the, the white dragon and his minions, white supremacist group starting chasing after, um, trying to chase a signal where the helmet was. It was really fun. Uh, when they found it was a raccoon, Peacemaker was uh, long away from where they were, met up again with Vigilante, not knowing that he packed all the other helmets oh, in, the helmet. in the trunk. Ah! <laughs> so they know again where he is. Um, but that triggers the battle. Um, no matter how underpowered they were, I guess in terms of headcount, um, Peacemaker, with the help of John Economos and Vigilante, still was able to kick ass. Sad enough that Eagly was hurt. Yeah, oh. I know. Eagly was hurt. Makes it real, right? But then, mm-hmm. final face-off with Peacemaker and his dad. Awesome. Um, I, I thought at first he wasn't going to shoot him. But you know what? He deserved it. He did. Mm-hmm. Right, right here. That was For me, that was my favorite part of this entire thing. How about you guys? Uh, this was a... We kind of expected at some point that the Peacemaker and his dad were gonna uh, have a show off. The payoff yeah. in, with Vigilante mentioning the the creases in the armor as weak points was you know, another yeah. was paid off. Um, uh, so I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, 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 very happy with the action sequence between the white supremacist and the white dragon versus. Uh, the uh, Economos, Vigilante, mm-hmm. and um, Peacemaker. Um, just the choreography was pretty cool. This, you know, because uh, 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 White Dragon was just in this super, it is this powered suit where it's just kind of like Iron Man-ish, where thrusters <laughs> was coming off his hands, and it's also his blaster. So I like the character design. Whenever the white dragon falls off. He uses like the thrusters to stand back up and move quickly. So it was very well thought out. So I, 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 I like that part, but thematically um, there's a lot of very ma- like major beats in, um, in this uh, uh, story. Like there is the beat of uh, Mern, essentially the leader, the father figure of the group, uh, dying and uh, you know again towards the end of the episode before they launch to attack to the cow because the cow is going to be teleported elsewhere so once it gets teleported elsewhere um, they won't be able to track it so the only the, and the reason why they need to kill the cows they need to kill the cow, the the food source of the butterflies and that's the only way that they can defeat them all, all at the same time so that was one. And then Harcourt stepping up to be the leader or being voted to be the leader. Is the voted, yeah. Um, um, a lot of uh, the thing, because like, the, the, the synopsis was quick, you know, the, the, um, the moment of resolution on why Adebayo did her thing, like Harcourt knowing that Adebayo is uh, Waller's uh, daughter. And then the plan was always to frame him for everything at the end of the mm-hmm. mission not during the mission um mm-hmm. has always been um 
uh, Waller's plan uh, with good reason because like he's unstable as violent acts he needs to be in uh, in jail anyway so I kind of understand that as well so that was uh, a good uh, kind of uh, overarching theme again about why they're doing this um, and why uh, Adebayo is the the conscience of the group and then of course finally the the um, the re- the revelation that uh, Augie, the dad of Keith and Chris, Peacemaker and Peacemaker's brother, used the kids for like a, a like a, a dog fight, right? Like to like a dog fight, yeah. They'll have his two kids, yeah, uh, uh, beat each other up for people to bet on, and um, you know, Chris probably hit him a little too hard, and he and Keith got an epileptic seizure and died, and then Augie has always blamed his son, although it's not his fault because. He was the one who put them into the fighting pit anyway. So that being okay. clearly laid out. So I thought there'd be like a bigger twist in any in all of this, but there wasn't. Like, you know, you know, they, they fought, Keith died, Augie got upset. And uh uh, like what you mentioned, I, I thought that um a, a peacemaker will not have the guts to shoot his stab. He did with a Hitler kind of pistol, like was, a German pistol or yeah. that. Yeah, that was, it's a Luger. Uh, a Luger. That's yeah. a That's kind right. of like a, very symbolic. And uh them preparing to fight the, the cow for next season, I think was well paced because that way next episode you have um next, episode. next episode. Yeah. So I thought that they were gonna mash everything up in like the next mm. couple of episodes. I really like that. Okay, this episode let's clear everything with the white supremacists, and the next episode, let's let's finish this off with the cow and the butterfly. So I think it's fun. Not too deep. Not too. It's clear. I I really enjoyed it. Chibox. Oh, I I love the series. This this episode just um, it's like a microcosm of the whole series. It's just really smart that the major topic, the major storyline of the butterflies is very simple, very very basic, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's about the character interactions where they go deep. So that was a nice. You know, you don't really need to think too much about, you know, the butterflies are bad, taking over, blah, blah. We, we've all seen this a hundred times, but it was done simpler, you know, quick to the point. Funny, even, with the captain and uh, stuff. Uh, I love all the character interactions here. Uh, mm-hmm. Our court and the Debayo, porn, even, you know, sacrificing. Uh, and then uh, Vigilante and uh, Peacemaker in the car. Vigilant's underrated. I, I like him. He's he's fun, and he's also a. He may be fucked up, but he's a stand-up best friend. I mean, I would like him. A he's a great he friend, <laughs> and the only reason why I love him is because I think we kind of have that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just fucked up. Yeah, he might do he's something really crazy. Yeah. He might do something crazy that you didn't want, but not because he doesn't. He he's fucking you up. He's just that's what he thinks. What's best for you? But aside <laughs> from that, like he sacrificed himself. No, but. Grenade. With the green yeah, but he got blown up. Yeah, he, got he really up. looks up to Peacemaker a lot, man. I mean, it's he unhealthy. Hangs on to every it, it, word, it's yeah, unhealthy. He, he, yeah. he hangs on to every word. When peace, when Peacemaker said, "There's no wrong time to rock and roll," he literally My, accepted I that. Just, as I truth. hope, I hope Peacemaker does acknowledge him by the end. Yeah, because right I'm now probably, he's only accepting. I'll bet that he'll sacrifice himself, at some uh, or he'll get. But, a butterfly. You know, like you guys said, <sighs> uh, 
the action was great, the fight scenes. Judo master was funny. Judo. <laughs> Eating and then he, he he waited for the guys to come back out. And then when he beat them up, the the cashier was like, yeah. The cashier is like, yeah. <laughs> so so it, it was fun, you know, eagerly having his time and then oh, the yeah. hug. Oh, the hug. The hug. The hug. <laughs> We were just looking for that. Hug a man. So, so yeah, it's good. Even the choice of Harcourt because Harcourt's the one that's actually, though she's cold, she's the one that's actually team first. You know, like mm-hmm. mission first, uh, teammates first, soldiers. You know, you don't backstab so your your fellow soldier behind. You know, you don't leave them behind. So, it it was great. I, I just I love this episode. It's it's but everything that Peacemaker whatever everything that Peacemaker is. And I love it. I can't wait for it to finish. And I hope we get more. I hope we get a second season. Because they finally, oh, yeah. they're, they're gelling. Even Economos, you know, so his scenes are just amazing. So, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it for me. I know that um, our fourth chair is not currently here with us right now, but he was nice enough to send his um, reaction and rating of Peacemaker. So we'll call in via satellite. <laughs> pre-recorded message from i'm sorry for the face it's very scary we know but this is our fourth chair and also best friend arnie to give his peacemaker review hey chabox rj john i'm just uh it's arnie here i'm just going to give a quick uh volume okay reaction to the latest episode of peacemaker as you all know i just caught up with it and loving it so far I still love that that, that uh, intro scene, uh, even after episode, uh, seven episodes <laughs> in. Um, you know, real quick, I think this episode is like a, a setup, uh, setting the board up for the finale. Uh, it just resolved the, niche, the Peacemaker's issue with his dad. And we also got a little bit of backstory on how his uh, brother died. Uh, the, the White Dragon costume, like... Uh, I don't know, it's like an Iron Man, racist Iron Man uh, suit. Uh, it was kind of funny, you know, but it is it is what it is. It's a, I don't know if in the comic books that's what he looked like, but having him and his uh, skinhead group pretty much bungling through the forest, uh, trying to find Peacemaker, it was, it was funny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it was a good resolution. Um I was scared that Eagle would have been uh, killed off, but Ooh. luckily that that scene with Peacemaker and uh, Eagle with uh, it's a miracle. Ado uh, uh, watching them and uh, Eagle hugging Peacemaker in the and end. The bio. That was like one of those uh, touching and yet funny moments. Um, and then we finally got to see what the cow looks like. Um, and as I mentioned to John uh, on text. I'm I'm so bummed that uh, Detective Song was killed off, or now is like a butterfly. Uh, but it's a good, uh, I guess, an intro to the big baddie. Uh, in, in the end, um, and like I said, it's just more like a setup on how uh, on, on the finale. And the one scene that I found really funny was that when uh, Vigilante was uh, pretty much holding the uh, veterinarian and the nurses hostage. <laughs> And they were nice too. I'm like, no, you're, you're, you're concerned uh, about tape, uh, but not you're, murdering them. And, you're and, a bus and, boy. and of course, yeah, because yeah. this group is so nice that now we really the, have the to staff kill wanted to help them out. 
and they were like, oh, all things considered, pretty uh, pretty uh, cool cool group, except for the guy in blue. He's he's nuts. Well, he, he is nuts. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, of course, uh, yeah, I'm sad that uh, their leader or Nurm uh, was killed off. But at least now we have hardcore uh, hardcore as the leader. So yeah, it should be an interesting episode hardcore. for the next finales and. Uh, I think I'm still working that weekend, so I don't know if I could uh, join you guys live, but I could record a video uh, regarding Peacemaker. All right, uh, that's pretty much awesome. it. All right. Cool. Thanks, Arnie, for your thanks, Arnie. Uh, quick review of uh, Peacemaker. Uh, so I think we've we've talked about uh, what we liked about the episode, uh, and we can discuss it over more as we rate. Episode seven of Peacemaker. So RJ, start us off. What do you? Th- what is your rating for the penultimate episode of Peacemaker? I love it. I'm giving it a nine. It has the action. It has the story gelling in. It has the humor as it always has mm-hmm. had, and it's gory. So, and the eagle hug. Oh, <laughs> that, that's maybe for that nine to nine point five, just because yeah. of the eagle hug. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I'll 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 give uh, I'll give it a solid eight point five for the same reasons. Awesome. I lots of great action. I love the action. I, I love that yeah. they went all out with the CGI on the flight and the action with um, with the white dragon. I really enjoy that. I, the multiple people in the action scenes. I like that as well. Um, also for the heart of the story about. Adebayo and Harcourt's heart-to-heart conversation, them taking the mantle um, as Mern was being murdered by the butterflies, both as Mern as a Mern and Mern as a butterfly. Uh, Iknal Black, like I forget the name, but like um, um, as Mern was being shot, butterfly came out and he, the butterfly was also crushed. Um, and again, the resolution of, of Chris and his father and him actually saying that it's your fault that Keith died did not hit that not Chris's or not Peacemaker. That was good. So it has heart, it has action. And I particularly like my favorite thing about this is it again, like what Chewbacca just mentioned, super simple, right? You don't have to overcomplicate these stories. Just make sure that your stories are tight and you follow by your own rules. And they have been following by their own rules the entire, the entire season. Now we have one full episode of them just fighting the butterflies and hopefully killing the cow um, on the next episode. There's no, there's no like what ifs, there's no um, Disney plus MCU sickness of jam packing so many things in one episode to kind of close all everything off. I think this was very well paced, so I'm giving it an 8.5. Shabaks? Um, I'll go a 9. I think the series is going do- going down a 9 unless they change things up in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything's yeah. good. Tight story, good action, good humor, <clears throat> good acting. I just hope we get more. More se- season yeah. 2. I- I'm thinking though that once Peacemaker and Adebayo um, uh, fix things together, one of them is going to die. Either it's Adebayo or it's Peacemaker. I I, I don't know how, how it's gonna go, but somebody's got to die. the the yeah. The list of uh, deaths hasn't been that high, surprisingly. So, yeah. Well, next week as we end the series, we'll probably have our predictions as well. So I I have my own predictions, but I'll leave that for next week. All right. Um, a block done. Peacemaker. Go watch it. 
uh, it's only eight episodes, HBO Max, or your, you know, you know, buy it on your video on demand service. It's available in your country. B Block coming up are one of, again, one of the, the coolest stories in content history, so, you know, coming from tabletop gaming in somebody's uh, living, oh. uh, becoming a giant <laughs> fran- media franchise with, with games and merch <clears throat> and dozens of graphic novels. We're continuing our discussion with uh, The Legend of Vox Machina season one, episode seven to nine, turning it over to our, our critical role dude, Chabax. What happened in episode seven tonight? So I'll try to be fast. We have three episodes, the third batch of three episodes, which is kind of sad because it means we're going to have one more three batches, uh, three batch episode next week, and then we're done for season one. No. So the we'll legend of. Rewatch it. I know. Vox Machina episode seven to nine. Seven, episode seven is Canbo. I love this episode because this one was so taken from straight from the. From oh. uh, the campaign, it's a uh, Scanlan going Rambo on uh, bad guys' asses. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, Vox Machina fa- finds that there's uh, Percy's sister is trapped in uh, an estate by Professor Anders. So to for that, but they're surrounded by a lot of soldiers. So to create a distraction, Scanlan volunteers and makes a distraction on a- another estate. Uh, on the opposite side of the town so they can draw away soldiers so that the main team or everybody else on the team can save Cassandra. So basically you, you that's only a, said that I was annoying so let me be annoying. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what to do. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's so good. So Scanlan goes ram- Rambo on that estate. It's so funny. This, this, this was just amazing. Everything he did so Scanlan on point. There was even a group of uh, soldiers playing D and D. Also funny. The three, the three the potions. Problems, right? Yeah, they were doing D and D. The three potions, and then the uh, the triceratops. The tri- the triceratops happened in the game, and him escaping to the roof uh, with with the fire breath. And then the if you watch, if you're gonna watch an episode. Of Critical Role, you watch that also. So it was amazing. And then uh, episode eight is the silver a silver tongue. So this episode focuses more on the A team or the the rest of the team as they attack uh, Professor Anders's ta- uh, area uh, estate where Cassandra's being held. And oh, before that, at the end of uh, episode seven is when Percy confronts Anders and Anders cuts. Cuts Cassandra's, Cassandra's, throat. Cassandra's throat. So that's how it ends. So in episode 8, they, they continue their attack on the estate. They fight Anders. Keyleth and Vax try to heal Cassandra. And they're successful. And then they go in ahead and fight uh, Anders in this room with armor. And Professor Anders has like a silver tongue, which is the name of the episode. He can charm at first the armor. And then eventually Vox Machina. But Percy wins in the end and kills him. And then, at the end of the episode, Delilah, seeing what happens, raises zombies, makes a zombie horde. And that's the end of uh, episode 8. So we go to episode 9, The Tide of Bone, when the undead horde just... Uh, uh, Overwhelming everything. Overwhelmed mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole town, killing lots yeah. of uh, people, and pushing... <clears throat> 
Vox Machina to the brink, just all the way to the sun tree. And that's when uh, Pike comes from, uh, saves them uh, by an astral projection because she finally settles the issues within herself. And she kicks ass. And um, basically, that's it. Uh, they win. And then they go to, they try to sneak, sneak into the castle, Silas and Delilah. And they find one of the people that Percy wants to kill, Anna Ripley. And uh, she's asking mm. for her help. And that's when, they, when it ends. So this one, I'll just go first. I, I love this. This, I mean, I know last week was a little dip. I, I mean, it was still fun and amazing. Mm-hmm. We still loved it. But this one just, you know, brings it back to even maybe even better than the first three. Because like all episodes was a highlight for me. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. sca- Scanbo was amazing. Like <clears throat> it's just all the little details. Um, And it's even better if you look at Twitter. There's some details that, because you know, you're watching, you're not really paying attention to every single thing because you have to mm-hmm. enjoy enjoy the show. There's this scene where um, Scanlan calls out the gun while, while uh, he, he wrote, Percy wrote all the names. Uh, the pepper box, yeah. Yeah, but there's only five. There's the sixth six, one is... So he asked. Uh, we know that. We, I, so I'm not a fan, but I am... No, no, I but did, under- did you see the shot, though? The, the, the image? It's him, right? No, no, yeah, but did you see the image? The image No, is I did not. When he, when he asked, there's only five names, who's the sixth one for? And the shot is Percy's like this on the gun. But if you mm. look at the shadow behind him, it's like... Like, like this, yeah. Like this. It's so, it's so yeah. bad. So I, I kind of assumed like that yeah. was the thing that he had with the devil. It's like, I'll give you power, but I'm going to either yeah, but kill I you. I think or... the, the way they're playing it, I don't know if he's consciously aware that he made the deal. You know, I think it's more maybe subconscious. Something that... So it was kind of like in his dream, right? So yeah, so, say, yeah. He did say that there was a devil. Yeah. So I don't think he's aware consciously of it. But that's the way they're playing. Um, I also love... Uh, so the scan of the small details, the the f- middle finger to block. That was so cool. It's like going... That was the best. <laughs> the Triceratops too. The, uh, and the the lightning rod. Uh, the lightning blast from the... From the dick. From his crotch? Uh, yeah, from, from his crotch area. <laughs> so he really did that. So that's, oh. that's amazing. And the the big middle finger to exit as as the episode ends. Oh, that was so good. I think um um and then uh on episode eight, it was a good fight with the Anders. I mean I was at first I was like, why is he so confident? You know, there's like a whole team and there's mm-hmm. just one of him. And then of course if you have charm that charm power, it's really ridiculous, and they just got lucky. They win. They won with that. Then uh, I also like all the details. Like you know, it's it's not forced. I felt for me, like... at least for me personally, like all the subtle relationship hints, mm-hmm. like uh, like Percy and uh, Vex. You, you can see why they're talking because Percy's they're both leaders. So mm-hmm. Vex's mm-hmm. tendency is like. Something's wrong with you, so I have to watch hey, out darling. for you. Yeah, because she's because yeah. you know she's the one that's clear-headed. So she's like, "You're not right, so we have to fix this." And then the others are both are were Vax is worried about Keelan, so you know they're kind of distracted in themselves. So that's cool. Uh, Grog is just amazing. I love all of Travis's lines, like uh, "Must not kill Vax" or not, "Let's fucking kill everything." It just it just was so well done. I got shot by Arrow a bunch. <laughs> 
I, I remember that scene when when they when they did that in Critical Role. He busts into the exactly the same thing. He busts into the room and they're all lined up. It's so a they, trap. <laughs> it's a trap. They fire arrows. In it's, this is in the critical in the campaign. They hit hits him and uh, I don't know how many hit points he got minus, but he's like minus thirty forty. But he's like one hundred sixty two. So it's like it, it didn't it didn't fucking phase him. So it just so, it was so good. Like he's just like a beast. Everybody was laughing because like Travis did the uh, Grog didn't even flinch on that. Then uh, I love uh, I Pike. like even Pike's story was good because it's like yeah. It was self-inflicted. It's like mm-hmm. she knows that um, the two paths of uh, her her uh, her team and then the the typical religious team. The temple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is depravity and violence and sex, and this is the pure one. But even the Everlight was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> just do I you. I can be holy. Yeah. Just <laughs> who be, are you? Be you. Do you? Like it was so you. fucking cool. And I love the. Contradictory that that is Pike, because it comes from Ashley. Like her voice and the way she plays it is so innocent and so like mm-hmm. lovable. But the words is like, "Stop! Like, let's fuck yeah. shit up!" Like it's so it's so, it. it's so that's my favorite. It's like you're 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 now blessed. Like you have uh, like a blessed uh, um, farmer's tools to fight zombies. <laughs> like now let's fuck shit up. <laughs> like, cool. I like it. And some of the imagery were really good, like um, the, the symbol of the Dirolo was good. And then uh, the last shot of Percy on Anders. Oh, that was done by Keel. The shot on the yeah. window. That was like the, the, the splatter. There. The blood yeah, splatter was, was, was really so nice. Yeah. Hmm. Then the ending with the zombie. Even his shot when it yeah, ricocheted. It's, yeah, 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 that was good. And, and then the, takes uh, off the lower jaw. Uh, bad, bad news as well, where he he killed one giant, but then that's it. <laughs> it's because it's, it's like it's, it's still a work in progress. It's broken. Yeah. I think in the game, if it fucks, if he rolls bad on bad news, he needs like five hundred to thousand gold to fix. So it's, it's that bad. Yeah. And then yeah, for the last episode, they showed uh, that was that when Pike arrived. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this was an amazing episode for me. Like, really high highs. Um, mm. uh, really bloody, but uh, the kids were mm-hmm. able to watch because I'm more of uh, more on the sexual and stuff that they I I uh, avoid from them. This one, this was more action scene. Okay. Mm. So, how about you guys? Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna start. Um, super loved the three episodes. I enjoyed it a lot. I also like the fact that it had a little bit of an insight of how the um, what's the name of the enemies, the vampire and and his wife, Lila and Briarwoods, 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 how they became to be. I mean, what happened? I mean, in a way, what happened? So someone was sick. Lord Briarwood was sick, and she, the wife, loved them so much that she did literally anything, would do anything, including summoning the whispered. The, was that whispered the whispered one. one or something? The whispered, the whispered one. one. Turning him into a vampire and turning her into her necromatic self. <laughs> yeah. um, I also like how Vax, Vax, Vax is the guy, right? Yes. Vax and Keyleth, where he actually told her, I think I'm in love with you, right? I think I'm in love with you. And she's like, Really? No. <laughs> You're doing this now? <laughs> It's like a whole 
<laughs> I mean, you, you can see it from you can see it from both sides, right? The other one, we yeah, might die. We're gonna now. die. So might as well. The other one is like, the other <laughs> one's like, let's focus first. But I like all the details. And, and, even yeah, sorry, just interrupt the uh, the vaccine. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The zombies. Yeah. And he's using his knife like a machine gun because it always comes back to him. So he's like firing three, and then it'll appear back on his hands. So it fires it again. I want, I want those daggers. <laughs> yeah, this is so badass. I know that's actually pretty awesome. Um, I really felt that Pike was OP. She was super yeah. overpowered. Yeah, she had um, that I... massive spell, but mm-hmm. it's a it's... cleric versus zombies. It's like yeah, natural. it's it's her thing. It's her. It's it's yeah. the one thing she's strong at. But you're really cute with with um Grog. Pike, you're back. Oh, you're glowing <laughs> and buzzing. So, so Even Scanlan. Will you marry me? Yeah, sure. Let's do it right now. Let's really? do it right now. He uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> called the bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I super loved it. Um, I am both excited and dreading. I am both uh, feeling happiness and fear for the next three. Because that means that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it for season. Oh, man. But yeah, overall, love these three. How about you, John? Uh, yeah, Chibok's right. Uh, a little dip in the second batch of episodes, episodes four to six, but seven to nine. Agreed. Boy, boy, I, I love these three. I, they, I was so happy that I was very prepared that I you know, had pizza, had some Diet Coke. I was relaxed. Ooh. I finished work. I, had, I, I was very, very, very impressed in how much action all three episodes had because I've always praised them on having some action piece in every episode but this one was two three notches about so everything that they did had all of the pieces that i'm starting to learn about critical role so i've been uh, like i said in our last episode i am now invested enough to go back and look at other um um you know, tweets or youtube videos explaining the easter eggs of the context behind all of the stuff that the like regular viewers don't understand like they they have that constant door problem mm-hmm. then they there's actually a web page or like a reddit thread that actually just tracks all of their web door problems so every time there's a door there's always a comment about a door like somebody's picking something it's like it's going to be a trap and then they break it down they get trapped even even um scanland running away has uh, every time i see a door now more often than not, they have a trouble with it or he bumps in his head into it or something like that. So it mm. gives me a little bit more joy. It's like, I understand a little bit about that story. And there's more that I don't even, I don't know yet. And I'm, I'm very, very excited. So um, I also had the initial comments about how um, either Percy is a little bit too OP and, and mm-hmm. or, um, for, for, what's his name? Like Ashley Johnson's character, the, uh, uh, fuck. Like, um, Pike, Pike's Trick. character was OP, but again, I, I in context, undead versus like the dark versus light is going to be uh, easier. Her blessing the the tools so that other people can fight the zombie is cool as well. Um, but yeah, everything in everything in these three episodes was fast paced, perfect for an animated uh, animated series. Like all of the stuff that I. Uh, um, uh, all the things that I want 
in a an action-packed series was here. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I also suffer from the same thing though, that the next three, I'm happy because I do want, I want to figure out how they will do seasons. Is one season one arc? I don't Is, know. I don't can know. Can one season be two arcs? Uh, will they finish the Briarwood arc in the next three episodes, which I, I assume so. I think so. Same side, yeah. yeah. So I think hopefully if one season, one arc, I'd, I'd like that. And then hopefully we can get a little bit more explanation of like how many Vox Machina seasons will there be so that we can go to the Mighty I know line. Amazon signed him up for two seasons. Just yeah. two, but oh, come on. I, you, but come on. Let We know. We know that this is going to get <laughs> I hope, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. This is too oh, good yeah. to not be picked up for an animated show. But I think if, if they decided for Reacher to have another season, then I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Amazon yeah. is in line to buy the rights to uh, the remainder of the Tolkien estate. So Golem, gaming, movie, and and, uh, and TV show rights. Uh, so Amazon has the... They are the, coming out with the origin story of the Lord of the Rings, right? The, so they just that's just one season. So they have yeah. the Lord of the Rings prequel uh, bought, but the remainder of the Tolkien estate, which is majority Gollum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be up for sale on the 14th, which is on Monday, February 14th. So oh. Amazon has the first right of refusal, $2 billion. Shit. Anyway, some just some backstory That's also. A drop in the like drop um, in the lake for... Amazon. For, but yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But some from backstory, like uh Percy, Percy's player, Talison Jaffe. He's he's really an out of the box thinker. He saved their asses more times than I can count in the campaign. Like the stuff that he thinks out, like he always usually sometimes comes up with a comment. Like I see in YouTube comments like every time Talison says, uh, Matt. I have a weird question because like, he's he's really thinking about other stuff like how to apply stuff. Mm-hmm. So he he really when they do their after action report, he's really one of the reasons why why they survive. And then mm-hmm. the the funny part, another funny part about that Scanbo episode is like when he busts in the in the campaign when he busts through the room and it's a trap. He was <laughs> already in the T Rex form mm. when he enters the the estate, and then Matt. At that episode, Matt just gives him uh, the stat numbers for the T-Rex. So he's like, I just got to read this. And then like, and then so everybody's worried because he's alone, right? He's, he might die. Mm-hmm. Even like Liam's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. But they're not in the scene, so they can't say anything. And then Scannon's just like, always like, I mean, I'm a T-Rex, right? I mean, I should escape, but I got to have some fun, right? <laughs> I gotta, like, Wait, uh, sorry, Ceratops. Yeah, as a, I mean, I'm a Triceratops. Okay. I gotta have some fun, right? He always goes like that, even though he's like close to death. He's like, I wanna <laughs> escape, but this is just so much fun. <laughs> it's like, it's so... uh, and I so... like in the, the cartoon, he had spears stuck on him as a Triceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that oh. episode for me is the most fun episode that I've ever seen. It definitely my currently my top one ranked box mark in the episode because it had a lot of like logical stuff that he needed to do. Like, you know, he distracted some guards, came in, lifted some hay bales so that he can prop himself up and get in. Immediately seeing that the Duke 
shitting. <laughs> and we get so that's great. Them. Where do you see, where do you see that? an American animated series where you're about to fight somebody pooping? The only miss, the only miss that I wish Scanlan said is like, wait, did you wash your hands? <laughs> if he said that, that would have been perfect. He got the D&D Easter eggs, the doors, the rooms, the different spells. When I was watching, I was like, shit, how much did those spells cost? Like, like where did they get all those spells? Like, now I would, I want a spell that I can breathe fire for a few. A he, he really did that. And then uh, another tidbit I found out also that episode is like, when he became a Triceratops, he got a new list of HP points, right? Mm-hmm. So once yeah. that goes to zero, he reverts back to Scanlan with his full HP. So they don't oh. share. So that's why he's like, that's awesome. I can have fun, oh, of course. fun right? So yeah. he, but I a, want, so I mean, I'm excited for our D&D to have all of these cool stuff. I these know. cool spells, the fucking daggers that come back. Um, those are cool. Every time I watch it, there's like layers. So many know. layers. The comedy, the singing, even the singing when he was yeah. singing. He sings good. Like, I really the, like the, the last part, the last episode, the, when he was singing the Pike. pike it's, a, it's a Pike song. On the last, I, I love that. But anyways, but, let's and, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my last point was like, what if, like, the reason why I, my favorite episode, my favorite character of Scanlan is like when he saw the zombie eating that bystander, it's like, oh, and you guys need a third? It's like, I was like, no, oh, come on. It's like, you know, it's like, come on. In character, like, I love it. Okay, let's go to r- r- ranking, rating. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. 9.5. I love it. No questions asked. Hands down, Scanlan songs were also awesome. Super love the songs. I'm happy we didn't get that much last three episodes. Yeah. So they had the Scanlan songs this time. Yeah. Loved it. Hands down. I'll go. I'm a 9.52. Just because action packed. Action mm-hmm. packed, action packed, action packed. Like every episode. And, and again, it's so funny, so fun. So I can't wait for the next three, but also dreading the next three. Chibaks? I'll complete the trial. I'll go 9.5. It was just amazing. And if you think about it, there's like six, seven of them, and they're juggling it pretty, pretty good. You know, yeah. everybody's yeah. getting their Everyone time. has a good spotlight. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So amazing. I, I'm sad also that's the last three. So. All right. So, so that's our discussion about uh, the latest batch of the Legend of Vox Machina episodes. Now we turn our attention to the main topic of the week, which is the finale of season one of the book of Boba Fett, written by John Favreau, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Um, Love it. Before we go into the plot summary and spoil the episode for you guys, we're going to do something different this time. Whenever we discuss the main topic, we are going to start with our instant non-spoilery reactions first. And then we go into the synopsis while we discuss the details and then close it out with some awards because this is the finale of this season. So I'll start with initial reactions. Chubax, what did you think about episode seven of the book or chapter seven, sorry, of the book of Boba Fett? So I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I don't know how much I love it, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, lots of good scenes. And uh, some, I'm 50-50 on. 
But uh, yeah, overall, I liked it. Liked it. Jay, what what is your when you finished the watching of the the finale of Book of Boba Fett? What was your instant reaction? I'm looking forward to a Mandalorian uh, <laughs> series. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Where's the Mandalorian next? Uh, not, none yet. Um, but I loved it. I, I seriously loved it. And I guarantee those that will watch it will also enjoy it. It's not perfect. There are still some things that I'm a bit iffy on, but it gave me some parts that I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, non-spoilery. I'll go into detail later. I'll be the contrarian in this group. Terribly oh. disappointed. Terribly disappointed about this finale. With all of the cool stuff that we've seen from episodes one through six, all of the cameos, um, this, this landed well. Like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a contradiction. This closed down the, the book Yes. Cleanly. Like you, mm-hmm. you get resolutions about everything down to the uh down to the uh what do you call this the 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 bonus episode, the post-credit scene, right? Mm-hmm. So everything but the episode itself. I uh I was disappointed with many elements of not only the story, but how it was paced. And most importantly, how it was shot. So we can discuss that as those scenes come along. But um, so, uh, we yeah, have we, have wide, two... we have a wide range. No, you, you, mm-hmm. the, you were terrible. It's terrible for you. I'm I'm just at the like. Then RG said a lot. Yeah, so this so, is good. I mean... Um, uh, are we supposed uh, to play a video looping? Uh, we could. Yeah. Get some trailers. But um, so that is... Uh, so... Job if if you are like on the fence about watching uh, the book of Boba Fett, overall it's a it's a great series. But again, these are our first and initial thoughts for mm-hmm. the season finale. Now I'll go through the synopsis bit by bit. If you haven't seen the episode yet, feel free to pause, watch it, and come back. Or you have again every episode that we have has timestamps, so you can just skip towards the extra or go back to the different chapters of this episode of ours and listen to those. But okay, spoiler warning done. We're discussing the last episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We start off the episode um, clearly seeing that there is going to be a war between um, the Pike Syndicate, the mayor, which includes mm-hmm. Cad Bane. And on the other side, we have Boba, Mando, Fennec, and a bunch of the scooter kids with a big, giant, black, angry Wookiee and two green pigs as the on the other side. Boba was mentioning that there was going to be some backup because he went to Freetown, Freetown. slash uh, Mose Eisley. Um, it, that will... News break, news break. We are at 511. Subscribers, or what, what? I don't know what's happening, bro. Guys, can you double check on your what's side? What's going on? Okay, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. There was look. like, look at the, oh, 511. Let's go. What the hell is happening? 
All right. So probably in a few minutes in the next episode, we'll we'll pick um um okay. we'll pick another one winner for our 500 subscribers. And that closes yeah. out um our initial promo. Look at that. Oh, guys, you better get ready for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. And the dirty I'm getting ready series. with my dirty briefs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll recap this. I'll pay for again, shipping. For, again, thank you very much for all those people um, clicking on our videos. We really appreciate all your support. Um, oh, yeah. All right. So as uh, uh, Boba and gang prepare for... Um, the upcoming wave of the Pike Syndicate. We cut two, and this is what I love about fucking uh, book. So the one thing that I love about the the Star Wars series is they don't dick around. They don't tease you. Start of the mm-hmm. episode, we see Pelimoto welcoming an X-wing. So that in itself is like, who's in the fucking X-wing? Maybe one of the fucking cops that we like. Maybe like who? Like maybe a. a I I a saw R two immediately. I didn't. So um, when it dropped down and nobody was fucking driving it, or you can't see the head of the person driving it, bro, Grogu was in the fucking cockpit right away. That's all, super dope. All our theories answered in the next episode. We're, yeah, <laughs> and now no. and way. Within, I didn't expect to, to see him immediately. Yeah. After. Exactly. I thought it was going to be at the end of the episode, a post credit scene, a trailer oh. for next season, but no. I didn't actually didn't understand why they put it that early in the episode, but I really appreciate it because it was unexpected. Uh, so I think that's a good sign that the producers and directors of these series already understand that they don't want us, you know, f- you know, expecting that these shows are formulaic. They are in in a certain way, but you know, these things like even the last couple of episodes with our special guests. Um, you know, look, Ahsoka, um, all you know, all these other people, the Mandalorian itself. It's like, you know, they're shattering expectations of what TV is. I really appreciate it. Um, so we did that, and then we go back to uh, more planning between Boba and Fennec uh, in terms of their um, uh, of them preparing to be infiltrated by the Pike Syndicate. Um, but uh, we see that Boba. Boba's team is spread out in different areas of uh, Mos Espa. I keep on switching all this. Um, and uh, and so uh, the the mods or the Power Rangers are monitoring one area. Um, Boba and uh, uh, and Mandalorian is uh, uh, hunkering down in their current HQ, which was the uh, the burnt down. A uh, bar of the sanctuary. Um, yeah, the sanctuary. So, what's the name again of the the the, the head person there that I hope I, is coming up? Garza, Madame Garza. Garza. Yeah. So, um, they're hunkering down there. That's going to be their symbolic last stand because that's um getting to show the people that they're there to stay. Um, the mm-hmm. Gamorians are 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 monitoring the spaceports because that's where the big group of pike syndicates will most likely come up come about um and fennec was going to uh go straight to um uh the the head you know because the the mayors you killed uh, the head yeah and everything will follow um along, the snake 
Yeah. And the along that time, so immediately I already knew now that we're seeing which team is in which place, I already kind of felt that the betrayal was coming, which came comes to the next scene where we see the different mm-hmm. house heads uh, speaking with the mayor and Cad Bane, essentially proving that the dinner that Boba had with the house heads asking the different families that currently hold most Espa to um, to be neutral and not help the Pike Syndicate. They they are helping the Pike Syndicate. The funny thing here oh, was yeah. Boba underst- did not blame the 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 treachery of these house heads because understandably that would have been uh, a, a smart thing to do. So, so I, I, I this is one of the issues I have. Like if you he respects it because it's a smart decision. It just it shows that he's not really smart. I mean, couldn't there have been anything else done instead of that fake uh, neutrality accord that they did? You know, and then even the plan. So the 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 twist here was the they were betrayed by the most Espa. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be have been the same if like a group of fifty Pike members came in? Black K would still have been alone there. The most yep. Espa kids yeah. still have been trapped. It, yep. uh, the betrayal didn't really didn't matter if the Pike was gonna come in. I guess they were more surprised. They got surrounded more easily because they, they had no mm. warning if they were coming from the space. And this is my number one critique. They killed the fucking Gamorians. They didn't even give them names. We didn't see them. We didn't see them die. They fell. They fell like <laughs> they oh, fell off an like extremely like high cliff. Without yeah. names. Actually, that's the, one of the things I didn't like. The without the name is the one that killed me. If they gave them a name, at least it would have made mm. their deaths either respectable or maybe they're alive. But can I give you hope? Still. Can I give you hope? At the end, when at the end when Boba was you know bowing to everyone, and he was saying you know why do I why does it have to be the right arm? Why do I have to bow to everyone? And Fennec tells tells him that. Hey, you know, you should just go back to your back to tank. It's filled. And he said, but it's filled. Mm-hmm. And then I thought at first it was BK. Yeah, me too. But then after a while, BK was there. He even gave him a melon. Mm-hmm. So who could be in the back to tank? Oh, it was shown. Uh, did, was you, shown. Did, did you not see the post credit scene? Oh, I didn't see. Oh, uh, oh, we'll discuss shit. at the end. We'll surprise oh, you in the end. Okay, okay, okay. We'll surprise you in the end. Uh, I kind of okay. enjoyed that okay. uh, scene too. But no, I mean, yeah, you're right. The Kumorians most likely have been dead. But I don't know. I mean, maybe oh, they're starting. And here I was up. hoping that they'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, my This is where my first disappointment came out. Because, hmm. all right, you you said, oh, smart move in their case to align themselves with the Pikes and the Gets. Cool. You knew that. You didn't have a contingency plan. Didn't have like, all right, nope. expect. I would, if you were a good leader, you <laughs> nope. would say, like, hey, guys, BK, you're going to uh, monitor this area, update us what happens, expect to be XYZ, and then have a backup plan. That would have been good enough for me, but no, it's just like, oh, smart move in their case. And that was it. So, like, what the hell? So, um, that's where uh, we come to the scene where Cad Bane visits Boba. It's a pretty mm-hmm. cool scene. I, I love, love the that. fact love that they're that doing that showdown. And this is where and Cad Bane meant. Cad Bane's being smart here. He's like the one that's drawing him out and, you know. Mm-hmm. 
everything Cad Bane did was was on point for me. It, because Cad Bane is an He's actually smart. good assassin. Bounty hunter <laughs> assassin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, uh, the idea there was Cad Bane was provoking to bring out uh, Boba and the Mandalorian so they can get you know killed a little bit easier. But uh, Cad Bane also mentioned that he has already uh, killed uh, Cobb Vanth and the Freetowners that they were, uh, or the people from Most Eisley, the Freetowners now, that they were counting on for foot soldiers or reinforcements are not coming. So uh, they had little fight there, and then that's where they started. The All right, I like the length of the fight scene where this first starts, where... It's just a shootout from here till the end of the episode, which is I really appreciate it. So lots of shootouts here. Not um, all graded equally. <laughs> Not all made equally. Yeah. That, that, that was the other thing. So um, here are like my comments. So just start of a shoot, a Star Wars shootout. I know that the laser beams and the sounds are done in post, but they mm-hmm. really need to review how they do the 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 recoil because everybody is not consistent and it, it's not it doesn't look like there's some kinetic force in their in their guns they really need mm-hmm. to get like some some machine in those prop guns that every time they press it kind of moves back because everybody's just doing like this doing like that and then all of their hand movements with the lasers were like this is not great fight choreography at all why can't you like hire somebody from like john wick and do a cool gun scene so um lots of the pikers against but first the, the the first boba mando scene was great though with oh, yeah. flying and then shooting that was mm-hmm. i mean everything with mando was amazing i don't know why how they can <laughs> how the how he pops up like a sore thumb in an amazing way but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's always well done all the scenes are amazing like once boba started fighting i kind of was impressed with him a little bit more i yeah, love the yeah it was good the, too the knee rocket that was cool yeah all right um them flying around was cool them like shielding each other was cool and then turning around that was generally fine but inconsistent i find there were and spots that they were all like the, all their interactions was good like the, the, their talk about uh, I love that where um, you can just leave. I gave you my word. Mm-hmm. This is the way. I I, I love it. And uh, you still don't. You see believe that? <laughs> you believe that? Mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but technically he does too, right? He wants to yeah. win them with respect. So that was good. Yeah. So here um, I'll go. I'll skip to my biggest uh, nitpick in this episode, and it's it's with the scorpion. What do you call it? Scorpionic droid. The scorpions. How can there be so much time with Mando and Boba just walking between them and they're like talking in between? They're standing up and then, oh, wait, we gotta move. And then they're gonna discuss something again or just standing on these, in between these <sighs> two scorpions. Like, oh, come on. Come on, Robert. Just, like, what the fuck was happening there? That was the biggest. I think, like, you know, all due respect to Robert Rodriguez. How come, like, you had such the baddest ass Desperado movies, and this fucking sucked? It's not just that, dude. How can <laughs> how can he have done the Boba episode in Mando season two so badass, and then and then this? It's so I different. Know. I mean, 
Because Boba, Boba episode, the Boba episode in Mando 2 was amazing. Yeah. He was kick ass yeah. there. He was kicking all kinds of stormtroopers ass. And then here it's just clunky. You were talking and walking in front of the droids. And they just and oh, we, wait, we just gotta move here because they're slow. So let me let me push forward to the synopsis so we can further highlight how crappy the fight choreography is. But so uh, more fighting between Boba and uh, Boba and Mando are are fighting in their HQ. All the other splintered teammates are also f- fighting and fending for themselves in our different areas, being pinned down. There's a little scene where Fennec helps out the mods, the Power Rangers, when they were being pinned down so that they can go back and fall back to the HQ again. So um, this is where uh, initially um, uh, uh, they were they were able to, like Mboba and, and Mando were able to pretty much clear out most of the pikes, the first wave of the pikes, but they, in the end, uh, oh no, that's my bad. They were having a lot of trouble because the numbers of the pike syndicates that they have foot shoulders. So there was a little bit more of a conversation between Boba and Cad Bane, where Cad Bane was taunting Boba about what happened to Mm -hmm. the Duskan Raiders. Second point where I was disappointed during that conversation, we're saying like, oh, you knew that, um, you know, the, you know, we tricked you into thinking that the Tuscan Raiders were killed by the, um, the, the speeder gang, but it was essentially the Pike Syndicate or the mayor doing that for them, yada, yada, yada. He was, he was being manipulated um, to thinking that the, the speeder gang was the one that was responsible for the Tuscan Raiders' death. We did not. I was that was a perfect time to have a couple of Tuscan Raiders pop up and help out a little bit, and we didn't get that. So I was very disappointed. There's no Tuscan Raiders in this particular episode. Um, but as the group starts uh, forming again in the HQ, being pinned down, we get uh, the remaining foot soldiers of Freetown to come in Deus Ex Machina with their speeder as a shield, and that's where they kind of. Hold another line, another stand, and and uh, uh, fin- uh, kill off a little bit more of the, uh, the the pikes and the kids. And they were holding their own until two giant scorpionic droids come out and just like crushing all of them. And they started running away and retreating. Um, when the scorpionic droid uh, was, uh, or when people were starting to flee. Um, and to and to fight in different areas of uh, Mos Eisley, uh, uh, Mos Espa, we see a, a couple of really unique choices in terms of how certain people shoot their guns. And I know you guys seen this this meme about one of the mods how trying to help out um, uh, Black K, who's been shot a bunch. Mm. Um, it's pretty badass. I love that he is so sturdy, but. Homeboy spun for no apparent reason to shoot a gun to look cool. Well, in fact, it did not look cool. And it's just like overall, there's like most of the fight scenes were not impressive. Mm-hmm. I did At not like so I'd go 50-50. There were some cool parts, and then some there were like some really... cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so this is where um, 
Boba and Cad Bane did their little one-on-one. -on -one. Cad Bane, oh, here's another thing. We see that uh, Boba was just like beat up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, Bef owned. Before that, uh, they split up the Scorpion X. Mm -hmm. And then Boba leaves, Boba leaves and comes back with Rancor. Uh, Boba, yeah. So okay, yeah. I thought that was Rancor after, but yeah. So that was the no, because cool he he go he he fights, he fights uh, Cad Bane with the Rancor first. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. okay, you're right. Cad so, Bane uh, resuscitates. All right, you're right. Boba leaves. Uh, so presumably, to, so for us as viewers, presumably to get the Rancor, and this is also where uh, uh, Pelimoto. Like, great timing. Uh, <laughs> I know, great, right? Great timing. In between a firefight, comes in, it's like, oh, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> and then it's like, turn back. Turn back. There's like a sport. There's like uh, Pike's. It's, a, it's a fun scene. Yeah, that was fun. So like, um, and then that was the cool part too, is like in between them being chased by a Scorpionic, uh, Pelimoto shows uh, Mando like, oh, look what I have. And look, you have the, Shirt, they call it a shirt, the chain mail. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where they just survive for a little bit. Um, and uh, again, like you're right, uh, again, they get pinned again, or different groups get pinned again, and they have to again be saved by another Deus Ex Machina, which this time is uh, Boba Fett riding a rancor. That well, was that, pretty bad. That was about us. That was about us. I also particularly like that in between that scene, Mando was trying to kind of cut through the energy field, which I was very disappointed with because I thought that the 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 dark saber was super badass can cut through anything, but apparently it doesn't. Right, so it so it can't cut through the force field because um, there can there their energy weapons can go through the barrier, and then their kinetic weapons are too fast to you know get in. Makes sense. So, um, yeah, but I thought like you're a fucking, um, you're a fucking dark saber. You can should be able to cut through everything. Even Jedi's have problems with shields. Okay, I didn't know. So, um, sure. but with uh, with the rancor, um, this or or fighting against a scorpionic droid, and the scorpionic droid drawing most of his energy to the front so that it can fight the rancor, then um, Man Mando Din Djarin was able to go in through the shield and then dark saber one of the scorpionic droids out that was pretty badass i enjoyed that scene uh mm -hmm. i enjoyed that you know he has the dark saber and i enjoyed that he's like, using it properly yeah so. i know and then they had another um a scorpionic droid to fight off with this time like trebox just mentioned cad bane was uh able to kind of knock off um, uh, Boba Fett of the, the rancor. rancor. The rancor was um, loose, set loose, uh, agitated by fire from Cad Bane. Everybody has flamethrowers in in the fucking uh, Star Wars universe. <laughs> most 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 bounty hunters, though. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's par for the curse. Yeah, so that's uh, and and we have a, a a short but very fun fight scene between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Boba Fett being owned, but uh, the tables are then turned when after Boba Fett gets uh, disarmed and presumably about to get killed, he turns to his Tuscan roots uh, and uses the, uh, the, the Tuscan stick to uh, knock down and stab Cad Bane. 
So, question there. Do you guys think Cad Bane is dead? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yes, so yes, droid parts. I don't think. I hope he does. I think he, he was pretty cool. I really like him. I like his voice um, too. His... Boba Fett. Uh, after that is where we still have another issue with the Rancor being set loose. Uh, this is where we see Grogu uses force power to put the Rancor to sleep, but also sleep right beside the Rancor. That was, gonna... okay. that was dope. That, but that, 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 not, not before the Rancor fucked Mando up. <laughs> 100% mm. tries to eat Mando's <laughs> multiple, times. Um, uh, multiple times, which is very cool. Like, I love the fact that uh, it's, it shows very how OP. strong Beskar armor is. It didn't have a dent. Um, but who, uh, question to you about who dented man, uh, Boba's? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I was discussing this with one of our Star Wars friends, uh, Ford. In the legacy books, it was Cad Bane who put the dent. In, mm. the, what? in the I, I I don't know I didn't I, I forgot to ask but it's a legacy book so I don't know if it's gonna be canon still yeah still, and is it confirmed that it's Bet is it Beskar I think it's Beskar right oh yeah it I mean be, it, yeah. It, it, then it has to be Beskar also probably okay I right, mean so maybe probably. Beskar bullet yeah or oh, yeah could yeah, be yeah because like I I, I Multiple times the Rancor attempted, not even a scratch. So I really enjoyed that. That I really enjoyed that. I would have, I would have wanted like maybe a little, like cute scratch. scar on on Mando's mm. helmet for the but next. But it would defeat the purpose then. It would, yeah, you know, a little, 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 uh, little imperfection. So that was cool, um, and that's when we uh, have the Rancor fall asleep. Grogu mm-hmm. fall asleep. We cut to Fennec vis- taking out. The Pikes Syndicate awesome. head. That was a Batman move, Batman shot. Mayor, all the heads of the houses that betrayed them. And that's where it's like we haven't seen Fennec be badass. And this is this episode had two that's twice true, where true. he was badass. Yeah. Right. So it's really, really cool. She was fantastic. So those those scenes were like that one and some of the discussions. The, the the scenes that feel like Godfather, like mob stories, mm-hmm. those are the, mm-hmm. I love those. You know, mm-hmm. it's just some of the decision making of Boba in particular, and some of the actions. But yeah, the the ending with Fennec was was badass. The, that's why I'm like so weirded out by this particular series because like how can you have cool Fennec, multi a, a bunch of times, but on the major set pieces, like why would you make somebody turn? Why is everybody huddled behind uh, one one tank? Why are you just shooting and hitting in that? There's like I don't know. There's it's schizophrenic to me. It's like yeah, some. I mean the the scene with black black K coming in from injured, still running. That was badass, you know. That was like, badass, but yeah. also stupid. Like why are you just like walk, waiting for him to walk? You know, yeah. like nobody helping him out. I, I mean, if that were me, just like I would have had both Mando and Boba. Well, I mean, that's what eventually back. happened, right? Boba at came, the end, if you if you if you also look at how Black K was walking at one scene, there was a shot from behind, and he was limping because he was hurt. His right foot was What's actually already at a ninety degree angle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Well, that's that's bad. That's really bad." But he's bad. I like that. And, with the scar, 
But then on other scenes, when you help him up, suddenly his foot is straight again. <laughs> oh, maybe they. I mean, that's possible. They could just. Oh, well, dude, if, if it's totally a clean uh, break, they need, like, they need a it felt yeah. like it was wiggling, you know? It, uh, that's it. The other thing, too, is like what you have two tiny kids being able to help black guy up. Come on. I wonder how heavy. Well, they have mods, so they, I assume oh, they, yeah, they can be a little yeah. stronger. True, true, true. You're right, you're yeah. right. Okay. But um, it's still, there's something off with them with how their speeders move. Still a little yeah. slow for me. Little mm. unagile in uh, what the, I don't know the term and uh, not agile enough. Yeah, they Poor can work on the 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 speeders that they're using. Mm. Um, but after that, so essentially that is where m- most of the fight scene ends. We cut to um, presumably some time after, and the uh, most uh, Espa has um, uh, has recovered a little bit. So everybody's back on the streets. We see. Fennec and uh, Boba walking the streets and being given tributes or just respect that they know they are keeping the peace in their town. And we have a little bit of banter on, you know, that, that was the other, another, this the other thing that's going to slap in my face. Like you do everything. And then what does Boba say towards the end of the episode when everybody started bowing <laughs> to him? Maybe we're not built for this. You say that now? <laughs> when you win, when you've won, and you've done it. You, yeah, do know, everything, like, you, you keep on saying that, you know, why not us? And then now that you, it's you, you say, ouch, my shoulder hurts. Maybe we're not built for this. Come on, <laughs> scriptwriter. Come on. I know. I agree. So That was, um, that was really bad. That's where the episode ends. We roll credits, post-credit scene. Pretty cool. Um, and I had to go to like YouTube to kind of explain the what we see is Cobb Vance in the back of the tank with uh, um, the guy. We don't who know. Did Fennec, right? Yeah, the, the the guy that modded Fennec was there. So the guy's real name he's like a, a, a kind of like a nerdy rapper called Thundercat. So apparently he's very very popular. That's why people were freaking out when he was he did Fennec. He looks so cool. He's yeah, this yeah. French rapper. But that's right? what you missed, Jay. Cop vent in the back. Mm. So that's why the cop back to tank is full. So I like that. I like that we are giving. We're gonna probably gonna see the mod dude Thundercat as a regular. I like that cop vent is still there. Probably a little bit more enhanced, hopefully. And we still have the. The, gar- the gallery of multiple teams and shows both uh, across Mandalorian and Boba Fett in the next few seasons. All right. Now, synopsis is done. Any other thoughts and favorite storylines? Start with you, Jay, about how this series has ended. I'm happy that it gave Boba Fett some action that he should have been getting more of in the first few episodes. Mando was still fantastic. He's absolutely he's um, one of my favorites. He's, he's the star, the star. in this. Yep. But you know what? Something that I've realized, maybe the book of Boba Fett doesn't necessarily have to be about Boba Fett. It's probably just the name of this uh, show, but it's really 
Tatooine 101, you know, or Tatooine today. I don't know. So that's probably that. Um, um, I it, it had some of our predictions come true. We had Boba riding a Rancor, which was pretty badass, to be honest. I mean, for him to be the only one to control that Rancor, because Mando tried. You saw it. Mm-hmm. Failed and miserably. The, C- yeah, the, CG- the CGI looked really good. Oh yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. The it, CGI it, it, it didn't really pop good. out to me, or it didn't cause me to think like, "Huh, that looked off." Everything with the Rancor looked good. Another thing: if you're planning to take over a planet, why are you only? And I'm thinking of this from the Pike Syndicate's perspective. I would fucking decimate it. I would send not just two Scorpionic droids. I'm gonna send as many as I can with as many troops as I can so that when people see the amount of troops you have, they'll just like, you know what? I give up because there's no way we're going to win. It wasn't enough. I, I thought I, I was expecting that they'd have a lot of arm, you know, a lot of um, the spike syndicate people coming in. I mean, there were a number of them, but it just seemed like there were still more on Boba Fett's side at least more reliable ones. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, and, and just because you already know it's Boba Fett, there's Fennec Shan, you probably had your um, intelligence that Black Chrysanthemum joined them and even Mando. Maybe it's time to pull out more than just two Scorpionic droids. No, I think, I think you can explain that away in the sense that they thought that the, the neutrality, them breaking the neutrality would have... Would have won them the match. I mean, if if That's Fennec true. didn't Fennec didn't save the mods, and if Black K didn't survive, probably would have been. Would yeah, have been they, really they would have shit. probably won. That's true. That's true. And I, I was thinking also, why didn't they use uh, fire spray, Slave One, or the jet, or why didn't the Pike bring in fighters? I think they didn't want to destroy the infrastructure. They didn't want to destroy the city. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't want to. Because they needed it working and uh, thriving, so they they made it a ground game, which is so I, okay for my to, for me too. Yeah, I just thought like there's like too few. I mean, like RJ in between. I would have would have felt that more people on screen would have felt like a bigger fight because it looked like ten on ten. Right? Yeah, it wasn't hundreds versus twenty or thirty. So it's just again, it's. It highlights that Robert Rodriguez is not a. Maybe he's a good gunslinger one-on-one action or, thing, but once you don't you know. Also, maybe budget-wise, they got budget-wise too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but again, it seemed like you know they make the again what you mentioned like the 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 Boba Fett introduction in Mandalorian felt like big, felt bigger. Mm. Right, this one felt super small to me. But again, I. I'm just happy I'm no longer looking at it as, uh, again, it's not Boba Fett's show. It's just a Star Wars show. In the end, yeah. All intertwined together. But still, if I am if I am Boba Fett, if I am, what's his name? Um, forget his name. Tim, Tim, if I'm the actor. Timo Morrison. I forgot the uh, first name. Tamora, Morrison. Tamora, Tamora Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. If I am mm. him, I'd be... Disappointed in what I'm seeing in tweets and and reviews that oh, the you know, protect Pedro Pascal for 
carrying two shows, right? You know, something like that. It's going to be, um, you know, when the the fear when we started this, I think we discussed this when we started the reviewing a book of Boba Fett is Boba Fett has always been this mysterious character that we as the audience fill in the gaps on what um, he is. And we mm-hmm. didn't know if he can carry a show by himself. And I think it has been shown he can't or currently he can't. And so both the character decisions on how he, you know, he's researching who owns the, the, the area, but also just overall, like every time that we see him, he gets beat up. He's not the cool guy. He's not the cool assassin anymore. Like, right? Which is true, but yeah. And, you know, I, I would I I have I did not see him win a fight outright in the entire series. Yeah, you know, all I see him is like being beat down. So um any other but thoughts? he is getting old. Oh, you know. no, he is getting old, yeah. He and he just recovered from his back attack too. So hmm. so we have to give him that. Last few thoughts before we go through our final um uh award ceremony because this is uh going to be our our first award ceremony for a closed season. Thoughts? Go to the uh, awards. Let's go to the awards. Who are awards. you? Who is your rookie of the year for the uh, first season of the Book of Boba Fett? Rookie of the year meaning uh, it's the first time appearance of that particular character in this show. Uh, Chubax. I'd go Black K just because. No. <laughs> Yes, his yes. his look was just uh, the way he, I mean, character wise, there wasn't a lot, but just the way he, the way they pulled off the look, really brought the intimidation factor and looked really really amazing. RJ, same. I was also I was giving it to him. Black K, all the way, man. Same. I was. I had it. All the way, super clear back hey, But because we are all back hey, I'll just special uh, special mention is uh, Garza. Oh, for me, Cat Bane is my special mention. Okay, so it's your special so, runner up. Runner up, I mean. Yeah, run, my runner up is Garza because like her character managing the the sanctuary was very interesting, and I would have wanted her in future Book of Boba Fett seasons if they had any. So maybe, uh, she, maybe she doesn't, but I really enjoyed her character. But you're right, Cad Bane was pretty badass too. Mm. Well, my special mention was the Gamorians. Uh, um, I think they really deserve I, I, I'm, it. I mean, I'm, but, I'm, I'm butthurt on that one. I know. It's, they still didn't get a name, but, you know, they, they were loyal till the end. Uh, we also would have considered the 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 female Tuscan that trained uh, uh, um, Boba. He, she was badass too. All right, off to the yes. next award. Who is our favorite special guest for the season? So special guest meaning a character that may have been in other seasons and or series that showed up as a cameo or a little bit in this series. Uh, let's go with you, Jay. Who is your special guest award going to? Special guest awards. Um, well, Luke Skywalker I for am, me, of course, because I love how they, dude. That was I had to like rub my eyes for this, and I was just thankful that they redid it from uh, from from Mandalorian. 
I just didn't think it would be like you'd really see him walk with exactly. with Grogu, explain different angles. And and Chewbacca mentioned this last time where Luke was helping Grogu speed up his walk because obviously he has tiny legs, and it was just so natural. I loved it. Luke Chewbacca? was amazing. Who is your Where, special guest? The word going to my special guest is Mando. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just I would have gone Luke too, but just man, Mando stole the show. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved him already since he came out first episode, uh, first season. But every time I just see him, I just there's something about Mando that captures me. You know, captures yeah. my I character. actually thought that Mando was like the one of the main characters. <laughs> I didn't think he was a special you guest. Know, his voice, his look, his, everything. Yeah. He just I just love it. My special uh, yeah. guest award goes to um, again. Of course, the default answer will be Luke, but I could have convinced myself that I would have seen Luke because we saw Mando and Mando was giving a gift. What I was totally taken aback by was seeing Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka. and her oh, giving Ahsoka. the actual like you know the lines were very important like uh, to yeah. Mando. Which is weird because it's a book of Boba Fett show, but saying like, yeah, he's right there. But again, uh, attachment to the uh, attachment makes them, it's difficult for, for Pandawan. So that explanation and, and of course, the subsequent uh, decision of Mando just giving the gift to Ahsoka and him leaving was pretty cool. That's why I give Ahsoka Tano my special guest award. Favorite action sequence of the series? Uh, well, I, I'll give you a couple of seconds to think about it. Oh, I have one already. All right, go I ahead. Fire. For me, it's the train sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. I'll change that. Okay. That was pretty fair. That was pretty uh, fair. Boba was badass there and also the female Tuscan, the black Tuscan. And the, the John Wick shot or old boy scene shot. And of course, the uh, the the training montage of the Tuscans learning how to speeder also bleeds also into fun. it. So I, yeah, that's yeah. why I love it. RJ, do you have a, a favorite action sequence? Favorite action sequence. It's a bit of a tie. One is when uh, Mando was uh, on that ledge fighting with what's the name of the other Mandalorian? Uh, uh, Paz Vizla. Paz Vizla. Yeah. I actually like that because it was very sir it's very ceremonial. And both of them had a great claim to the blade. So yeah. it was not out of hatred, but out of respect. My second one, I, uh, since it's a tie, is really with the Rancor. It's just ah, awesome to choice. see a Rancor fight and finish it. Boom. That's what I thought. I, I he didn't say Boba didn't say finish him, but that's what I thought he said. I think he said do it. And then the record just rips the scorpionic in half. That was, that was so amazing. It's, it's pretty badass. My, my favorite action scene, it's great. So um, I was going to put uh, the train sequence number one, but my literally my 1A, 1B is finally we see somebody get sliced by their own lightsaber for the first time in the in this in the entire star wars series so that was my favorite action sequence was the very first time we see mandalorian take the bounty from uh that place to find the 
to find where the uh, remaining people from uh, their 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 cult, <laughs> their uh, tribe was was, and him having to use the um, dark saber to literally decimate that particular team, mm-hmm. but also harm himself. That was like super duper cool for me. My favorite. I love how that was integrated in this particular series. Last award. MVP of the season. Uh, again, self-explanatory. Best performance, best character in the book of Boba Fett, season one. Uh, Chubax, who is your MVP for this? Uh, for it's for, Mando. For <laughs> yes, it's Mando. Uh, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> I'm 100% aligned uh, with you. As soon like, as you came out, it's amazing. Like me and the kids were screaming, and everything else was just yeah. There's nothing else to say. He's he was badass. Jay, who's your MVP? Mando. Sorry, I know it's the book of Boba Fett, but it just felt like. Mandalorian episode uh, series uh, 2.5. So, <laughs> so I, uh, again, it's unanimous. Mando also was my MVP. And what's even more sad is my my runner up is is oh. is Fennec Shan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she, yeah, me like too. she she had all the correct quips, retorts, mm-hmm. or suggestions. To Mando all throughout, so uh, and and then my number three was Black K because he's just a badass. <laughs> and then we get Boba Fett, right? So he's still there. Uh, all right, those are first ever awards on uh, closing our first season that we really watched through and discussed Woo! week on week for our humble little podcast here. Let's close out the episode by. Giving our final episode ranking for episode seven, Book of Boba Fett. Jay, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten. How do you grade episode seven of the Book of Boba Fett? I liked it, but there were just really some things that didn't add up for me in this episode. So I'm giving it an 8.5. Uh, still high. Still high. Chubax. I will go the- with a seven, actually. Yeah. It's still, mm-hmm. I mean, for it's still good. I still like it. Oh, so it's, still, it's just that uh, I had my my previous ones at nines, but yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's a big. I just dip. didn't want to drop it too much, out of respect. I would have given. I was thinking of an eight, but then I was like, when I was like nine, nine point five. I mean, I my well my overall, my favorite overall score would be probably eight, eight point five too, but yeah. just for this episode. Yeah. And for me, this particular episode was also a seven. Actually, kind of like a soft seven. I would have dropped it a little bit more. But then again, it's just like there were a lot of cool stuff that was brought down by a lot of bad stuff. And mostly of it was like choreography. So, um, but again, overall, seven is not bad. Seven is something you'd watch, right? So it's it's a very solid show. Um, And of course, I always give the first season a little bit more leeway because they're finding the characters out. This is the first time that the Star Wars universe, Disney Plus universe, um, MCU universe, doing like a little bit more of like a Godfather story rather than something mm. sci-fi. So I'm, I'm glad that they're attempting it. 
they need maybe another season to like really buckle this down. Um, and yeah, and then need, of course they need to replace Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, again, give a few more directors a, a few a, a few different um, a flavor. But again, they're 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 discovering a, a new avenue for these shows, and I really really appreciate it. I like the fact that it's a Star Wars story that has multiple mm. storylines connected to each other. So if they can shore that up, I think you know when season one of Mandalorian came out, people weren't high on it as well. Like people were like, oh, it's I. It's not the greatest. So once they hit season two, though, they started like really buckling down. So hopefully that goes I haven't heard anything about the next season of Book of Boba Fett. So we'll be on the lookout. We'll update you once that happens. Um, mm-hmm. This is this has been a very hefty show. Uh, again, we um, thank you for, for joining us. Again, next week, we have... The fine, the finale of Peacemaker. We'll do our award ceremonies for both the Peacemaker and the Legend of Box Machina next week. Episodes mm-hmm. eight, episode eight of Peacemaker, and episodes ten to twelve of the Vox Machina. And we will start with a new series, Yellow Jacket. So watch along with us, discuss with us your theories and thoughts. Um, subscribe to our channel. Um, before we do our extra housekeeping, a few goodbyes, Jay. Thank you again to all our subscribers and for all those that watched our show all the way from episode number one. So we appreciate and love all of you 511 subscribers to know. Thank you. Chibax? Yeah, uh, still getting surprised and still shocked, still in denial, but <laughs> keep liking, subscribing, you know, do leave some comments, you know, we'd love to talk to you guys. So thank you. Yeah. And yes, again, thank you very much to everybody who has supported our channel to date. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you are informed when our new shows drop. Uh, we are at youtube.com slash plus six three HP. Twitter and Instagram at plus six three HP. We are on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Uh, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Amazon if you can, all of them. Uh, and we'd like to, again, remind our first batch of winners, Manny Abeleda, Philip Woodward, uh, Tim Ramos, uh, Unsane 21 Games, Sean Sharpudin, as well as Rohan. You'll be hearing from us in the next couple of days. Provide us with your details so we can transfer you some a little bit of digital currency your way. Um, and again, we thank you for your support. Look out for more cool giveaways, both uh, in cash credits and also in, in actual uh, physical prices in the next few months. So tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe to our show. Uh, we have our reviews episode coming out on Tuesdays. We have our first D&D campaign coming out Wednesdays and we react to cool new content on Thursdays. With that, I'm John. This is Plus 6.3 HP. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you in the next one. Bye.